0: All right, it's time to uncover the secrets to optimizing your mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, and financial energies for peak performance. Join us as we welcome a globally renowned entrepreneur, best-selling author, award-winning speaker, TV personality, and business mentor, Lee Miltier. I'm Devin hers and together, we're about to dive into some invaluable insights. Welcome to the DMC Marketing Nugget. Get ready to hear from industry titans unveiling their most coveted marketing nuggets. Discover how they nail whales as they generously share confidential insights on their business marketing operations. And now, introducing the host of BMC Marketing Nugget, Devin Hurst. All right, well, I'm super excited about our show today. Our guest today has authored 16 books, five bestsellers. Was the host of America's premier experts TV show and a list of credentials that are way too long for me to cover. Welcome the founder of Success Smarts Club, Lee Miltier. Welcome, Lee.
1: Thank you so much. I was very excited to see you again. I saw you in Virginia Beach just a few months ago, so this is fabulous. Yes,
0: yes. It was definitely. Um, we, we met many years back at the Dan Kennedy events, and I was fortunate to reconnect with you recently in Virginia Beach, where you, you really, truly inspired me with how your entrepreneurial journey got started. So I was hoping that we can kick off things there and give us a snapshot of how it all began for Lee Meltier.
1: Well, that's a long story. I'll try to do very short. Um, Well, it all started because when I was in high school, uh, the principal came out and asked everybody in school to go out who would volunteer to go out and sell advertising for the yearbook. And out of like 600 kids, no one raised their hand but me. I'm like, "Uh, get out of school. Oh, yeah, I'm there. And I had no idea about sales. All I knew that was Everything I asked my father, he said no, and somehow I would talk him into it. So I started uh, selling. Um, I got a job as a rock and roll disc jockey when I was 17 years old. I was still in high school, and I kind of told a little white fib and told them I was out of school. <laughs> they had no idea I was a high school student. took a full-time job as a rock and roll disc jockey. From there, one of their uh, sales reps thought I was um, – like a wild woman and he said I think you should be in sales and uh, I really took to sales very well because sales is nothing but educating people on exactly what you believe in and matching people together so that they can everybody has a win-win situation. From there I um, not only did I sell radio time I ended up starting uh, my first business around 22 years old, it was an electronic background music business. You would have known that as Muzak. Many years ago, we were a competitor. I became one of the top salespeople in the whole nation for that, sold that business, uh, became a professional photographer, traveled around the world for several years, and love that until I got arrested as a spy in Israel because I had too many things on my passport. Uh, so from that, I came home and said, okay, I've got to kind of, you know, the whole world travel thing has been fun, but you know, how can I monetize my talents? And, um, I went into commercial real estate, which I really, um, didn't care for that much me going to the city looking at sewer plots wasn't exactly a fun thing for me but i sold a few office buildings made enough money to then launch what the universe had kept pushing me to do all along which was to become a professional speaker um, and eventually an author so i became a professional speaker i spoke about 157 times for free because i wasn't very good and had to learn how to do it and from then uh, got a contract with um, uh, AT&T and did a national tour and that really uh, took off my speaking world and I've spoken with and had 12 uh, year contracts with Walt Disney, AT&T, Ford Global and all kinds of stuff like that. And in the interim, I uh, live in Virginia Beach, Virginia, but got caught by someone in Canada with a big TV show who asked me to be on their show for... Uh, seven years and then had three I own in Virginia uh, the list is very long of what I've done but uh, 16 books later um, here I am
0: It's so impressive that uh, we get to sit here and listen to a spy talk about things so <laughs> that was a great story <laughs> that you told me I was I was shocked by that she's not a spy just will clarify that uh, maybe a marketing but- spy because she knows so much <laughs>
1: but I will tell you that I've told this story in a lot of audiences and three women over the years have come up to me and said, uh, by the way, when I got arrested as a spy, it was actually detained for three days, which was really horrible. But anyway, I kept saying, look, I'm a like hippie chick, long hair photographer. And he, and I said, do I look like a spy? And the guy said, you look exactly like a spy, because a spy is very, uh, uh, is very out there, obvious, bubbly no one would ever think you're a spy so three women came up to me and said that they were spies and they could have been my twin sisters all three of us
0: really okay Okay. That's uh, yeah. That's a that's a whole nother conversation there on that. That's that's insane. So, um, I, I just recall that story when I was up in Virginia Beach. So I'm glad that we were able to capture that, and I think it's a, a trip. And your speaking, of course, has taken off. Um, you know, that's how I found out about you being at uh, some of the GKIC events and um, seeing you on stage, and then getting to meet you. Um, Love to now dig into some of the nuggets of really what's going on in your life, what you're focusing on. And um, I know you've got a new book out, a newer book out called Activate Your Inner Power. Uh, So one of the reviews that I read there, there she is right there, and we got it on screen as well. Um, One of the reviews that I read, it said, I kept wishing I would have to have had this book 20 years ago. So I would love to know, what would you tell yourself 20 years ago if you had the chance?
1: not to take life so seriously that everything changes, that losing a client isn't at the end of the world, that even um, you know when you do something and it comes to an end because everything has a shelf life. <clears throat> and I think entrepreneurs are very allergic of this knowledge that everything has a shelf life, including clients, friends, uh, the, your perception of life, everything has a shelf life. And that not to be so uh, embedded that this is the only way. That we we have so many talents and abilities that are hidden from us that have never, we've never been in a place that they were called forth, so to speak. So, I mean, if you look at my own life, um, I grew up uh, uh, on a ring. My father was one of the toughest men on earth he was six foot five almost 300 pounds he took no prisoners i mean you towed the line i have a work ethic that's unbelievable because of this and i would have never guessed that i had the talent to be a speaker or a writer i mean when people would say why don't you write and speak i would think are you insane i can't do that i don't have no clue how to do that Um uh, I had a a publisher start taking me to lunch when I was about 25 years old saying, there's a book in you. And I'm thinking, well, there's a free luncheon for me for sure, but I'm not sure there's a book. (laughs) And he absolutely convinced me, and this is what we need in life, is we need to see talents in other people and potentials and then share with them. You know, you're really good at, you know, whatever, because we have the ability and I like this word, activate your inner power, because we have this ability to activate their own talent, skills, and abilities that often they don't see or acknowledge, are completely oblivious of. So I think the thing I would have told myself 20 years ago was uh, there is no limits. And just because okay. you know, shelf lives happen, there's always gonna be another client. There's always going to be another gig. There's always going to be another opportunity. Now, when you lose something, there's actually a gift there. And this is not how most people look like. Oh, I've lost this $60,000 a year client. And you know, now I'm afraid and scared and I've been there. Uh, oh, yeah. But the truth is, you know, now if you, if you shift your perception, okay, I'm free from that. I now have the opportunity to reconsider, rethink about, recreate, invigorate, call forth something new. And that something new always ends up to bring forth your own best. There is no end, it's always a a continuing story. And you can't let, like the last three years have just been Bullshit, you know. As far as I'm concerned, following the rules. If they went the right. I went left. If they said six feet apart, I'm like, eh, not so much. Uh, you want me to wear a mask? I'm Happy to wear it on my elbow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was a rebel, and that got me a lot of clients. It really yeah. did, yeah, because I mean, you being,
0: know,
1: yeah. Being authentic, yeah. just be authentic. So, anyway, short version: be more authentic. Be more authentic and
0: don't uh, have that fear i know it's scary for business owners out there and i too have been there of course and i think one of my old team members actually said this it's not if you lose that client it's when you lose that client because there is a shelf life i mean you can do great things for someone but they may have a change in what's going on in their business or they're coming to us as a creative agency and all they're really yearning for is leads and that's not a huge focus of what we do so things change But I do feel, yeah, it can be scary for a few moments. But if you have that mentality to this is going to open new doors, new opportunities. And I think every time we've had that and some of them have been more than $60,000, so very scary at a a couple moments. But it really, you know, changing that mindset. One, it takes away that stress, that pressure and knowing and trusting in yourself and your team that the outcome's probably gonna be better off than where you were you know, four months ago. So um, I think that's a great way to look at it. Of course, it's always easier said than done, but if you start to program your brain to really understand, hey, these clients are not the end of the world. They're, they're all our focus, we wanna give it our best, but if you give it your best and you can't look back, then you know it's time to move forward and find that next client that you can help. So um, now you speak about the power of intuition. Uh, Why is trusting our intuition so important these days?
1: Well, I grew up on a ranch a mile and a half from the nearest secondary road in rural south uh, southwest Virginia. Uh, it, the actual town was called Chucky e. Tuck, uh, and that's not a joke. It was actually called Chucky e. Tuck, which was the name of an Indian village. Uh, my parents couldn't have been more old-fashioned ranchers, farmers, kind of people, and uh, my my father taught me by the way i was actually raised pretty much as a boy in the sense of and forget all the stuff that's going on today i mean like my father i was the first born uh, ranchers need help you know you're raised to be able to be part of that farm and contribute to that farm and you know you, you're an asset you're not a liability you cannot be a liability because they already have enough liabilities my father always said to me that instinct had become inst- the, just something that was ignored in modern society so his big things to teach me were never be average if everybody else is going to the right you sure as hell are not going to the right you're going to go against the crowd you're going to do your thing you got to listen to your instinct you got to listen and he never used the word intuition but he used instincts and he kept saying in throughout history, particularly people who deal with animals and land and weather and stuff like that, you know, uh, his joke was that the, the weather people were like on drugs or something because they were like, not right very often at all. And that <laughs> you had to actually go into yourself and ask questions. So uh as we every night my father gave me the greatest gift i had no idea it was a great gift at the time uh we had this big oak table on the on the ranch and uh, we ate dinner at a certain time and my father's question to me is what did you learn today what did you learn today how are you going to use what you learned today and he would present these scenarios and he would say to me how would you handle this what would you do? What would be your first instinct? What would would be your, you know, your first go-to? So my father, not my mother, which most people think it's always the women, and my father would never have called himself intuitive, but he was incredibly intuitive in the sense of that he read the energy of the world. He read people. He could tell if someone was telling the truth or not telling the truth. You did not lie to my father. Uh, He would, he could, he could he could just access information because he asked questions and so i was brought up with this thing about ask yourself questions so another example would be um i had i wrote i've been riding horses since i was like three years old i am uh, at like eight years old would take a a full horse and ride 25 miles away from my house through the woods and all these trails through the woods because we really lived out in the middle of nowhere and my father always said if you take one trail in this woods you never come back on that same trail because if someone wanted to hurt you they would just wait for you and he would always say when I when we would walk into a building where is the nearest exit where if something bad would happen how would you get out what would be your plan are you scanning the room and paying attention to what's going on so you can see that i got this completely different training than having your phone stuck in your face as you walk across the street and not look to see if a car is going to hit you so i have grew up with a very hard environment it was tough my father was a tough guy um nobody would have actually you know wanted this kind of toughness i got up at four every morning to take care of the horses i mean we worked but what it made me is i am completely a warrior i am strong no matter what happens i may be shocked for a couple of minutes But I can get my act together. I can think on my feet. I'm very aware of things. I'm reading the energy feels. Is this safe? Is this not safe? So um, I'm very intuitive. One of the the ways we become more intuitive, folks, is you tell yourself you're intuitive. When you block your intuition, you shut it down. Once you shut it down, it doesn't show up anymore. It's like an uninvited guest. So you have to literally... When you get a little intuition, everybody's gotten it, like, you know, this little voice will say, you know, you ought to take a raincoat today. And you're going, ah, nah, the rain, it's, you know, it's not going to rain today. It's like 1% rain. I'm not going to rain. Then it, like, pours. And you're like, what the hell? I should have listened to my intuition. And how about all those people we hire? who have award Academy, a winning ward presentations for the interview. And then two weeks after you hire them completely, their real self shows up and there's a part of you inside that's like, eh, I'm not sure. I know that, I know that the resume is perfect. They got good you know, reviews, which is all BS because people get their friends to do it. So you can tell I'm a little distrusting of the world, but, um, <laughs> when we hire those people because we're entrepreneurs we're exhausted we've talked to enough people we're like please look for the love of god let me find this person to do this thing because i don't want to do it we screw ourselves so if you have an uh, an unsure way of connecting with your own inner wisdom you're going to make a lot of mistakes it's going to cost you a lot of money, and. Uh, by the way i was very uh reluctant to tell people in the business world that i was intuitive because of this concern of they would think i was all woo woo and all this stuff and i don't think intuition is woo woo at all i think that if you really study some of the top ceos in the world and some of the top uh thought leaders which i have done uh not only religiously and very strong i don't just read i study And every, almost all of them will admit my major decisions are I'd use my left brain to check out, you know, the information I know, but I use my right brain to say, how does it feel? So I have this thing. um, I've done a lot of intuitional stuff. And in, in a lot of my books, I talk about this, but it's the head, heart, gut check and my head my heart and my gut have to all agree before we pull the trigger
0: i like that so you you have that as kind of your checkpoints to to check yourself and uh that that tough love that your father gave you and all those questions that he was drilling you with really helped you be the person that you are today and help you become successful and then be able to deal with whether it be downturns or issues in, the, in a positive way. So uh, it's amazing what a, a little bit of tough love will do, right?
1: <laughs> I, it, well, I mean, I didn't know it was tough love. I mean, I thought everybody right. lived like I lived. I, I didn't realize until I was like in high school that kids actually slept until nine in the morning and didn't have chores and, you know, got an allowance and all of stuff. Like, what the hell? <laughs> How did I miss that? But. <laughs>
0: You don't know what you
1: don't know, right? You don't know what you don't know. And whatever you grow up with, it seems normal to you. I have to tell you, though, I'm deeply grateful for this tough childhood because it has made me so strong. And a lot of bad things have happened to me in my life. You know, we can all put on this, you know, glamorous stuff and look good, and people think, oh, you've never had a problem in your life trust me um I'll give you an example. Um, you know when 911 happened um I had contracts with uh, uh, NASA for 12 years, Walt Disney for 12 years uh ATT for Global I had a million on a million dollars on the books on 911 for speaking and training. And 17 days later I had zero on the books because everybody cancelled every speaking engagement there was nobody wanted to go to a, an event I remember thinking <clears throat> I'm in my I had at the time a little condo in Virginia Beach on the uh, and uh, in Virginia Beach and I had this little red television set in my kitchen and I was making a sandwich for myself uh, for lunch, and I see all this 9/11 stuff happen. And honest, I'll be really transparent. I had no clue that all of this world stuff was going to completely destroy my business. I mean, yeah. there wasn't a shred of my business left. And a year and a half later, every morning I got up and I was like, "Okay, Plan B. What? Um, all these." You know contracts that i had i'm really mad at these people because i've been loyal to them for 12 years and the first bad thing that happens i'm I'm out the door never to be seen again they didn't honor their contracts all these big you know companies that make you honor the contract they're not going to do that and so i got kind of mad and i said you know screw all of you i'm gonna start working with entrepreneurs i'm an entrepreneur i like entrepreneurs i'm better suited for entrepreneurs and so dan kennedy and i are on the phone one day i'm i assure you he was sick of me whining about i didn't know what to do (laughs) and he's like you know what lee i got the perfect thing for you to do i want you to create a uh we called it at the time co-op coaching and uh we have all these coaches in my group that they're great at teaching people how to you know run their car business or their tax business or their chiropractor or dentist business they suck at teaching anything about productivity mindset attitude they're completely lame at all this why don't we do this coaching program where you become a content provider well Looking back, that was just the greatest thing that ever happened. 20 years later, this past August, I hit my 20th anniversary. We have over 250,000 people around the world involved with the Millionaire Smarts Coaching. We did trademark that. And uh, it's translated in all these magazines. So I get to do in life what I love the most. Pick up books, read them, study them. Interview the author, and then share this information with all these other coaches, who then provide it to the world. So, you know, the gift of nine eleven was I went from traveling like two hundred and some days a year, living in hotels, never home. If I had dated someone, they you know by the time I got home, they'd find somebody else. (laughs) So you know, it was this really tough life that now i get to choose who i interview when i interview them how i do everything and i get to read books which i love more than anything because i'm like i'm a knowledge gatherer so uh we there's gifts but we just have such a hard time seeing them
0: you know obviously a lot of things as your childhood and growing up and in, in the business world um you are now an intuitive business mentor how did you end up working in this capacity lee
1: well, that's a great question. It's a long answer. I'll try to make it super short. Uh, I, I uh, presented public seminars for six straight years. I did 100 cities a year from nine to four. And um, people would come up to me afterwards and say, um, I'd like to hire you. And, and be, uh, you know, in a relationship as you are my coach, because you have all this, uh, not only business experience, but you have this intuitive abilities. And I just, I've been using all these coaches that are just using the old, same old stuff everybody else uses. I want some kind of fresh approach. I, I'll be honest, I was completely horrified at the thought of working one-on-one. I was used to one-on-many, which seemed like, much easier way to make money than having to, you know, work one-on-one. But uh, finally, somebody talked me into it, and it uh, it was an amazing experience. And I realized I really had the chops for it, and I was really built for it, and then it was fun to help people. And Dan Kennedy, Bill Glazier, and I ran Peak Performers for 12 yeah. years. And in every meeting, we had four big meetings a year, and we would have 200 people in these rooms. It was great. It was really the days of the greatest days of our lives, to be honest. And we'd have these hot seats and on every single person, I could pull pull the rabbit out of the hat, I call it. I could find their blind spot that was so deeply hidden to them that when I would bring it up, that would actually shock them. I actually uh, was kind of known for I could make grown men cry because (laughs) I would tell the truth. And they would all come up and thank me later and say how could you possibly know that and I would just I don't know how I knew it but I did so um after 12 years of uh you know and and you can't imagine the fun it was working with Dan Kennedy and Bill Glaser I mean the behind the scenes (laughs) it was great Uh, yeah
0: yeah that that some of my greatest memories were when Dan I mean of course all the the speaking and all that of Dan being on stage, but the behind the scenes when you're just hanging out talking about cars and this and that, I mean, that was the precious time that I had with Dan. So I really enjoyed that. And I'm sure you had many of those moments.
1: We did and we had a ball and then, you know, all that was sold and Adam Mm -hmm. Witte bought it. And then Adam asked me if I would run Renegade Millionaire with him, which I delightedly said, yes, we did the same thing. So now um, I'm working with some really high end entrepreneurs. I don't I won't work with if you're not an entrepreneur, business owner, you're not my niche. Right. Right. I only because that's who I really can read for because I understand it. So that's how I really became uh, an intuitive business mentor. Um, I usually uh, work with people once a month and we spend about an hour going through their stuff. And my job is to point out uh, hidden areas of income that they're missing, uh, you know, just help them move along their business and their life in a much uh with more ease and joy. Because, you know, being an entrepreneur is a grind. I mean, it's a daily grind. There are no it I jokingly say we're like the housewives of the world. There are no days (laughs) off. (laughs) Somebody has to be fed. Somebody, somebody's diaper needs changing, you know, there's something happening. And um so that's how that happened. And it was a great benefit to me. And so now I'm running uh something called Success Smarts Club and it's right. all for entrepreneurs and we meet a couple of times a month and I send a have a big membership site and it's a bunch of intuitive stuff for them and a lot of uh mental physical emotional spiritual and financial energy the five types of energy mm-hmm. stuff that's included every month so um if you come to milltier.com you can easily you won't be able to miss it i mean you know it's there
0: Success
1: <laughs> <Right. laughs> <a> Smarts Club <laughs>
0: That's, uh, yeah. So that, that's what you got currently going on. So, I mean, you just brought up the five types of energy, mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, and financial, uh, being an entrepreneur, like you said, we, we make it look easy when we're on TV or on screen and, uh, doing all this content, but it is not, I mean, they didn't see that I was up till two o'clock last night working on graphic design and projects and campaigns. You don't see that stuff. Um, so yeah, it's not all, not all easy, not all rainbows and unicorns for us. Um, with the time management how do you split your attention between these daily and like what does this type of focus on these energies really look like in a daily practice
1: okay so um we're entrepreneurs and so we're we're sort of on demand people you know people expect us to be able to instantly perform but Truly, we do have these things called biorhythms. Our bodies have natural times that we're more creative than others. It's very important to figure out when that is so you can optimize that creativity, that open-mindedness. So I've written 16 books. All of them were written between 4 a.m. and 9 a.m. in the morning. And I, I get up, well, I've been getting up since I was... You know, a child at 4 a.m., it's that's natural for me. I just naturally wake up. Now, by the way, I go to bed at 9 p.m. at night too. Okay. (laughs) Night owl. So, um, we have these times of our day that we really have to have incredibly strong boundaries, a life energy. And so that life energy is you got to figure out when can I completely 100% devote to my own thoughts, to my own knowledge. And then, you know, write those sales letters, you know, write those scripts for things that you're doing, write those books. And by the way, you know, I've had all these people say, how did you write 16 books? It's called a paragraph at a time. And that I sit down at that computer and I've trained my subconscious mind and I teach this to everybody is that you put a little note on your, um, the lamp next to your bed and the and the note says this uh what is my subconscious homework for tonight okay and then you ask yourself like when I do and like I'm you know writing a book um I'm working on such and such a chapter when I wake up in the morning I want to have all these creative ideas about you know examples and stories and what I want to get into this chapter and I want my subconscious mind to remind me of books that I have that I could grow a quote from and that I'm attracted to those books. And Dan Kennedy and I talk about this all the time. He and I are both huge. Your subconscious mind is this powerful thing that remembers everything since the moment you were born. It remembers everything. Now, this is hard to believe since I can go to a cocktail party and be introduced to someone and 20 seconds later, forget the name, but... Um, yeah, I
0: was, was going to say, I'm the, that way with movies. I watch a movie and I'm like, did we already watch this? <laughs>
1: exactly. But the important things, the subconscious mind remembers all this stuff. Questions mm-hmm. are the secret to that. And so okay. when we ask our subconscious mind our, uh, a question, it literally starts to... St- It's like a file folder. It seeks through all these files until it finds the answer. That is why when we are trying to think of something, like somebody will be talking about something and go, oh yeah, I know the guy's name. I can't remember it this second. If they just relax, let it go. The name will float right to your Mm -hmm. gray matter, your brain. So the whole thing is um, about using your energy is we cannot be slaves... To other people's schedules,
0: right?
1: We really have to have this independence about us. Like, you know, I'm—I don't do interviews before 11 a.m. because that is my creative time. Yeah. Uh, I don't take phone calls. By the way, I don't accept phone calls. I return phone calls, but I don't—I uh, don't want people breaking up my energy advantages of this is when i'm really tuned in tapped in on fire i can write and so i take and make sure that i make my schedule beneficial for my talents and this is a very i I don't think a lot of people have articulated how important this is the other thing is um like for lunch You know, I like to go to lunch with people, but here's my new deal and has been for the last five years. Um, I live my office. I have a nice little office. Um, My office has got, uh, you know, at least 15 great restaurants around it. People drive to me. Okay, i got to be able to be in that restaurant in five minutes from my house or I'm not going. And I tell them when I get there, okay, it's 12 o'clock. I got to leave at five minutes to one. Because I got to be home. I got stuff to do. Right. So I, the whole energy management thing is stop bowing to the world. Because we are the kings and the queens of our own life. And most people don't use their energy in the most uh, profitable, uh, nurturing way to themselves. So I have kind of figured out that um, taking care of myself allows me to take care of a much more successful business and i'm a much happier person
0: and this is why i love doing this show because uh, you know just learning myself i'm constantly trying to learn right i mean it, there's never a day where you're trying not to pick something up and uh yeah you, you can become you know one you want to your people pleaser so you're trying to be there for them or someone's paying you a lot of money so you're answering the phone call during work hours when you're working on other projects And us as creatives, that is so hard. We're trying to focus on a project, trying to really bring the best to what we're putting out there. And then all of a sudden we're jumping to an IM, to an email, to a phone. I I mean, that's so crucial to just be, I don't necessarily say selfish, but just to understand where you should kind of say no, you know, this is my time, this is where I'm focusing. So uh, I love that nugget there. And I think that's something that we all need probably a little bit more of in a world of interruptions that we live in. So uh, thank you for that. And yeah, go ahead.
1: Well, one of the other things is, you know, we would think all powered uh, people like us would have assistance. They don't, they kind of think I can juggle all the stuff, you need a buffer, yeah. You need the bad guy. Okay, someone else to be the bad guy. So I have a lot of people always pulling on me, but I have a buffer. I have these assistants who I have trained for, I even have an assistant program for entrepreneurs because. I actually know that I am very talented at what I do. I am really lame at like bookkeeping and, you know, <laughs> details. And I'm the big picture, go on stage, rock them kind of gal and write books. But God forbid you ask me to do this assistant secretarial stuff. Mm-hmm. I am Mm. not your gal. I'd be fired immediately. So I really tell people, if you really want your income to jump, you need to double yourself. You've got to have that, Those people in place who you completely trust that you give them the room to make decisions. So if a client calls me or emails me, there's someone immediately paying attention to them, getting back to them. Like this morning, uh, my assistant reached out to you, you know, confirming about today and Mm -hmm. and, and all that good stuff because I'm putting makeup on and getting my hair done. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Getting ready
1: for this. So, I just really want to say to people you even if you have a part- time assistant yeah. and they and, and, and we I used to love real assistants now, I really only want the real assistant to come in you know maybe six hours a week to the office and right. go home do it from home. I'm perfectly okay with that we Here need to. We need a team, we really need a team. going alone is a very bad idea.
0: 100%. Yeah, there's no way I could do what I do without my team, uh, my wife, Joe, Crystal, Holly, our, our entire team, Igor. I mean, we got great people working with us. And then we also have added um, some of the assistants and some of these virtual assistants. They may start off as virtual assistants and and small time, but some of those have turned into to full time clients as well. I've got Alan and Diva. I mean, I've got a, a team of people around us that can handle things that pop up. Um, one thing that I probably need more of is that person to kind of be that gatekeeper for me because, yeah, I mean, handling the scheduling and handling these things, it's its not really where our brains are wired that way. So um, the world that we live in right now, there are plenty of virtual assistants out there and real assistants out there that can help you. So just another free nugget right there from Lee. So that was good stuff. And um, now on top of your book, um, I think that recently launched here, Is there anything else that anyone should know out there on how you're currently helping entrepreneurs and and business owners these days?
1: Well, I'm uh, certainly doing still one-on-one coaching with people. Uh, I'm speaking. I'll be speaking at the big super conference in uh, Dallas this upcoming year in 2024 with uh, Russell Brunson and Dan Kennedy. And um, my joke is, you know, the band has been put back together. So I'm very happy about that. Uh, I do come out and speak to large groups, small groups. I, I do some small consulting for, you know, for entrepreneurial companies. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's that that freedom of being a speaker and a writer and a coach. You just, it's always just mixing in together. I'm always working on a new book. Uh, I I attempt to get a book out at least once a year and the writing is not so hard. It's the promoting. That's hard (laughs) (laughs) the
0: The marketing, right? (laughs)
1: Yes. Which we would say about everything in our life. You know, the business is not hard. It's the promoting of the business that is, uh, you know, challenging.
0: Absolutely is. And uh, you were kind enough to I mean, if you just think about all the insight and knowledge that you just provided on this short show. So just imagine working one on one with Lee, um, or working and following Lee, she's got great content all over the web. And she was also kind enough to provide us uh, with a link uh, to five videos at five That link will be here as well. And also in the description. So make sure you check that out. Uh, always a a lot of great information and knowledge that Lee passes along so I just uh, love hearing all this again great to connect with you and uh, I'm hoping that we can do some more business together and work together and get further insight from you as our our time goes on here Um, how should uh, our listeners go ahead and connect with you you have an email website which if you want to provide that be great
1: Or Miltier.com. Nobody can spell Miltier. M-I-L-T-E-E-R. There we go. Miltier. There it is. Um, I, I would like to say in the five types of energy video, why you really want to go get this. It's normally like $100, but um i gift it to as a gift to people that i interview but it's mental energy it's it's just five minutes reminding people how are you using your mental energy are you allowing yourself to have pity parties and feeling sorry for yourself uh remember we're self-fulfilling prophecies what you think um and and what you believe about yourself tends to come true so you've really got to have this um monitoring of you know what are you saying because we're that self-fulfilling prophecy right. you see people all the time i call it uh prophesizing negative things happen and then they're shocked it happens the other one is your uh so that's the mental physical energy you know what are you doing every day to maintain your vehicle you know because you know i like i mentioned earlier we're sort of one all the time seven days a week There has to be times that uh, that entrepreneurs really pull back, um, you know, get off social media, get off, you know, all that stuff and just rest and rejuvenate. Also, the kind of foods that you're eating and what you're drinking and when you're doing that to nurture the body, because the body mind connection is very missed by most entrepreneurs. Most entrepreneurs are all here. Right, this is where they are all the time. They just look at
0: <laughs> the brain,
1: and they don't realize that you know, without this body connected to the brain, you're not going very far. This is so true. I, I give them some tips about that. I I give tips about emotional energy, like you know, you can't just listen to all your thoughts. Your their thoughts are crazy. I mean, you can't follow all these crazy thoughts that you have. You have to have great discernment. You also have to know that depression which we suffer from, which is a big secret, apparently, to the outside world, because we hide (laughs) it. But depression comes from um, anger that's turned within. And it's it's also because if you analyze the last 30 minutes of what you've been thinking, you know, like, I can't stand what the government's doing. I can't stand the world's going to hell, you know, but nobody appreciates me. I'm working too hard, all this negative, negative, negative. And then you're in a bad mood and depressed. What a percent.
0: Yeah, 100%.
1: <laughs> so, you know, this, this awareness of just being paying attention to that. And then there's the spiritual side. You know, um, I'm going to say something a little controversial in the sense that most people think that power in life is all physical. Real power in life is ninety nine percent spiritual and one percent physical, and that means that your spiritual energy, your and a lot of people, you would have to read my books to understand this a lot more. Sure, but sure. you have massive power that no one in our educational system ever gave us right. a hand yet. because we were taught to memorize bullshit. To pass the test, I ain't going into that stuff. I'm like, yeah, I passed the test. That was the point, right? <laughs>
0: That's so, it, yeah.
1: And so, the whole spiritual part of life, when you incorporate the the heart into your work, your the prosperity flows to you, wealth flows to you because uh, like attracts like. So negativity attracts negativity. Positive energy, love energy, nurturing energy attracts that back to you. We get in life what we give. And that's, you know, again, entrepreneurs give too much and don't know how to receive most of the time. And then there's the money part. And I do this whole thing about money. I give them little tricks about how the money should be lined up in your wallet. and It should all be, you know, like all the ones together and they all should be very lined up because the brain, see, money likes to be appreciated. Okay. And- any of Dan Kennedy's books, he's always talked about money knows where it's welcome. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Appreciate it. So I do all these little fun things. I made that the first video because everybody goes, oh, Lord, I like this. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, financial. People play these videos in their companies. They play it for their teenagers to give them some hope. And uh, they play it for their company employees. Um, It's just fast. They come like once a day for five straight days. And once you sign up for the videos, you will be now a part of Gems of Wisdom, which is my email list. Yep. And again, it's all about positive energy and how to use your life. And if you don't like it, you can drop off, but thank
0: you. Uh, <laughs> I doubt they will. And I think, I mean, you, you mentioned at the beginning of the show, some people feel it's a little foof. Bullshit. This is real stuff that you're not learning in school and, and how we really set our minds to accomplish anything that we go after. And look, it's, it's not going to be a perfectly smooth journey for you. You're going to have those days that are crappy, but being able to overcome them, I think, is huge. And learning what Lee teaches uh, is definitely going to help you get to that point faster. So uh, awesome, awesome content. Um, anything else you want to leave with our audience?
1: Well, if you want to contact us, uh, it's real simple. Assistant at com. Uh, you can reach us. Of course, that's on the website, Miltier.com. And um, I can speak at groups. You can work with me one-on-one. You can be in my own group coaching. Uh, you can buy some of my mini books. There you uh, go. You know, magic, uh, there's a theme. You notice all the themes of the colors?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like And
1: I even have a book, uh, a selling book called Spiritual Power Tools um, for successful selling. So I really give people a new mindset about how to really, really make money using concepts that your fellow competitors don't know. In fact, uh, Dan Kennedy, uh buys this book by the hundreds okay he sends it out to a lot of people because it's uh he said it's a combination of uh, teaching people intuition vision and self-discipline but in the the whole process of uh matching your product and services with somebody else's needs and i'm willing to walk away if somebody calls me and says you know teach me like i can write but i don't want to teach somebody else how to write right. you know? It's just way too hard i mean like figure it out. <laughs> but these are the things I can. So I turn those people down and send them to somebody else. Right. You know, what we sow, we reap. So our job in life is to make sure that we teach ourselves to value and love ourselves and appreciate the contribution we make for other people. And when you do that, you will be absolutely floored at suddenly receiving gratitude From other people. You see, if we resent people because we're not getting something from them, remember Napoleon Hill talks about all brains are batteries and that we are receiving signals. And so if we're thinking something, other people are picking it up. So salespeople, particularly, who go into the sale with just, I'm desperate, I need to make the sale, they actually stink. Yeah. They reek of fear. And you can't go into a sale like that. You've got to have yourself completely, mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually a solid person, so that you can walk away. Yeah. You know, not for you. No worries. No worries.
0: hundred uh, percent. Sell, sell without selling is good. Kind of how we sell put without it. Without so. selling, <laughs> I.
1: It's just I tell people don't be afraid of sales. It's just yeah. education.
0: Yeah it's It's amazing. So I am just uh, so thankful again that you can join us on this show. It really revives me and saying, you know this is why we do this, not only for for me to learn, but the fact that I think we all, as we get older, as we have more experiences, the joy of other people gaining knowledge from what we're teaching, from what we're able to pass on to people. Yes, uh, you know, you always want to continue to improve yourself, but helping others that also really makes me feel so much better these days. Uh, It was a long time. I really haven't spoke much, but I spoke back in April up in Virginia and the speaking was, that was fun, but it was the people afterwards that I, came to me and said, wow, you really affected how I think about this or how I go about the marketing, how I could be different. And that to me was more gratifying than anything uh, that I've experienced in a long time. So hopefully shows like this really help people out there. And uh, you've been so kind to provide all this insight. Um, So I I think uh, everyone out there, you got some amazing nuggets to to grab from this episode, go out there and buy Lee's books, follow her, I promise you, uh, it's definitely something that's going to change your life. So thank you so much, Lee.
1: Thank you. It's my, my pleasure.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you again. And uh that's a wrap of another great DMC marketing nugget. Go ahead and hit that like and follow button. Listen on your favorite streaming apps, and visit us at dmcmarketing.com to watch all our full past episodes. Here's to your success. <laughs>